Coming up on today's show, are game budgets becoming too unsustainable? The future of game releases, PS5 yearly sales, and much more. Happy holidays and welcome back to the Pixel Candy Podcast, our weekly gaming podcast covering everything possible under the nerdy umbrella that is video games. I'm your host, Alan Sensich, and I'm here with my co-host, as usual, the controller snapping Sinchacho, Bryguy85. I know you write the intro. Did you change it just for the new year? Is that kind of the wind up? Is that the test? Yeah, I need something you know, new. I can't keep saying new? the same thing over yeah, and over fair. and over again. And uh, the intro we've been using, I mean, we started with, you know, this is it's a gaming, gaming podcast. Welcome, blah, 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 whatever I used to yeah, say. We talked about Last of Us, the show, too much. Yeah, and we're like, okay, well, we do, we do <laughs> talk about a lot of TV or movies, but when they tend to relate to gaming and then sometimes we stretch it right like when we talked about like mandalorian doesn't really have anything to do with gaming but we still Mm -hmm. want to talk about it so i was like it's gaming focused but we talk about this shit so what's the best way to cover it so that's the new intro everybody welcome back um new exciting things for 2024 including the intro to the show Nice. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, I get it. I did a, for anyone who doesn't know, I, I don't think these listeners know, but I did a podcast with a buddy of mine, Julian, for three years. That was just like the Seinfeld of the podcast. It was basically just back when, like, honestly, I will say, and you know this because it was 2013, I started doing this podcast before it blew up into the memes about like every basic white guys, yeah, a, basic white white guys who start podcasting <laughs> and be put in jail. I started it before that. And it was a lot of fun. We did it every week. And um, and same thing. I had to change up the intro because it got a little ridiculous. Every time I see that that meme of just like every middle aged man resisting the urge <laughs> to start a podcast, I'm like, well, it do be like that though. Like I was just I really bored, and I have a lot that I love talking <laughs> about. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people go down the same road. Right. Um, but yeah, if you're listening, today's gonna be pretty chill. It's the holidays. We don't really have a lot going on, but like, sit back, relax. It's gonna be like. We got some shit to talk about. It's not like big, exciting news, but there's still always there's things, things. covering gaming. Always things. Um, a, an interesting discussion I want to have about gaming in general and where it's headed. We have one news story. And then just what we be playing, because we, be playing? we finished out one of the best years of gaming ever. And now that we've kind of left it all in dust, like wh- I want to know where you're at. You, you've been telling me what you've been playing. Uh, a little stuff that I've been playing lately. Just kind of what in the ether between now because mm. mm. what day is it where the fuck are we what time <laughs> like it's just this is that time of year when no one knows what the hell's going on um, cheese and chocolate man yeah and, and in terms of what you i find i know i'm not alone in this i find what you end up playing during this time is also very random it's very yeah. um obscure and just you're picking up sales uh whatever platform you're on you're picking up those cheap games trying something new um, speaking of which, you said you got... We talked about it a little bit last week. You you picked up Armored Core. You said you played for like 20 yes. minutes. You're like, it's really cool. But you've been playing a lot of it. Yeah. And please tell me, because this is the last game that I thought you would ever I, want I to agree. play. I agree. I didn't think I'd want to play it either. I mean, I do have a, a mild... like I wouldn't even say it's a love. I have a, I have a decent like, straight on the nose of like, for mechs because of Metal Gear. Mm. and be, I mean, what I love about Metal Gear is the story and the characters more so than the actual mechs in it. But I was just like, I don't know, mechs are cool. Grayson's really into mechs, my six-year-old son. So I was kind of like, mm, this could be interesting. And if I get it, like, it's a little bit violent, but it's robot on robot. And I think I'm okay with that for yeah. a six-year-old, if that makes sense. 
So I was like, maybe I'll pick this up. And I got some money, I think from grandma, to be honest. Uh, somebody gave me money over the holidays. I had some like extra money kicking around. And I was like, oh, I'll spend this on a game instead of just like paying a bill or whatever. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to go on sale. This can be my holiday game. So I pick up Armored, Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. And like this game, I don't want to spoil it. I think mean, there's not really anything to spoil. This is a game you can play headphones on, blasting whatever music you like. And you mm-hmm. know I'm into that. The storyline is very loose. You're a mech that is essentially a mercenary. Like there's a dude inside there, but I think you, you never really this. see him. You never get yeah. out. You never get out of the mech. And it starts off, you do like mission one. And if you don't, just like return on a lot of these other games, if you don't beat mission one, you can't do anything cool. The first boss is a bit of a motherfucker, but I got past him. And you can customize everything about your mech. You can customize the color, the kind of head, the kind of arms, the kind of legs, obviously all of the different weapons, whether you have a shield or not, whether you have rockets or not. And the more you customize, you can't go over a certain weight limit Mm. and you can't go over a certain energy level because it uses like energy to power all this stuff and all of the the, do you remember this is going to be such a weird comparison but stick with me do you remember in goldeneye one of the first times you were able to strafe very fluidly using those yellow c buttons Mm. and you were able to kind of like move your character yeah i already know what you're talking about kind of that floating left to right and and the, the fluid strafing yeah this game has perfected that and maybe there are other games that have too, but that's what makes it cool. You like think of it like a helicopter meets a jet plane. Like, and I mean, it is a mech. You've got a boosters on your back, so you can go up, down, left, right. You can kind of circle around. You can like a quick boost left, quick boost right to dodge. You have a fucking laser sword when you get right up close and personal. You've got rockets that can auto target. Everything has like an overheat. And then you got to let it rebuild and you can buy shit that helps it rebuild quicker. And you can buy stuff that's lighter that helps it rebuild quicker or it's way more powerful, but the overheat takes longer. So there's so many little dimensions. And I think what's gripping me is like my love of Lego because mm, you do yeah, training, rebuilding, missions. tearing down, experimenting. So it, but it, the actual gameplay loop is very simple. You're a mercenary fucking mech. And what's hilarious is you're working for literally both sides of this war on this planet one company calls you to do a mission, you go do it. The other company calls you to do a mission on the, and you're just like, you're clearly, you have no morals. And each mission you do, you get money, credits or whatever. You buy more shit, you upgrade your mech. You can mech out and spec out fucking unlimited amounts of mechs. So you can choose who's going to be right for the mission. Then you do training. Training unlocks certain parts. Other parts can be bought from the shop. And man, it's just like, I imagine... This is just my first entry into a Souls-like type game. It's not too hard so far, which I appreciate. The first boss was a bitch, but other than that, it's it's it just runs so smooth and it's so simple for my brain where it's like trigger buttons are where most of the action happens. Mm-hmm. Face buttons are where most of the reload and boost happens, and that just makes sense in my head. And I'm just like naturally kind of good at this game. So it's just, I don't know, I'm like right into it, man. I think I'm only like four or five hours and I just haven't had a lot of time to actually play Mm. anything over the last few days because, you know, like events and family and her family, my family, the kids. We went to the Museum of Illusions with Grayson today. Which looks super cool. I want to go there. Listen, they might as well call it the Hall of Mirrors. It's just a bunch of mirrors. Illusions. Yeah. Just, just mirrors. It's just mirrors. So you know we're doing all that stuff. So I haven't had a lot of time to play, but this game, 
do you have my top 10 handy? Because I think I deleted it after I sent it to you. Do you have it? Can you pull it up? Uh, possibly not this exact second, but why you, you would want to add it in I, there? If you 100%. 100%. <laughs> I would add it in and bump someone else off for sure. In fact, I know exactly who I'd bump. I'd bump Cyberpunk for this. Really? 100%. And you you played more Cyberpunk, though. You beat Cyberpunk, did you not? I know. That's I know. That's how fucking good this You would Cyberpunk is. at number six. Yep. Armor Core 6 and number 6 makes sense to me. Would what, you bump everything off? Well, yeah, that what makes else, sense. You had, you had Final Fantasy 16 on your list, but oh, you had then, played the demo. And I knew as that. soon as you That's did, what, yeah. it was bump not going to make the actual no, top 10 list. No, which, bump, bump, bump Final Fantasy. That's fair. I forgot that was on there. Bump Final Fantasy and put Armored Core. What are my top? Go top to bottom again. It's Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2. Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Dead Space Remake, Super Mario Wonder, Resident Evil 4, Cyberpunk, Viewfinder, Gumbrella, yeah. and Star Wars Jedi so Survivor. I would put it above Cyberpunk and boot out Final Fantasy is where I'd put it. This game's fucking great. That makes more of a cohesive list. Yeah. Um, I still don't think it would have broken our top no. 10, which, by the way, I got completely played. shit on during vacation for having Baldur's Gate at number 10 because of you guys, so thank you so much <laughs> for making sure that game didn't fucking get any higher than 10. Because none of us play it. That's why I said. I was like, honestly, it's only because the other three didn't play it. Like, I, it was my... I think, well, it was my number two, but still, like, fuck, that game yeah. is so good. Um... It, Man, I, I want to play that game so bad. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, if at all. But like once Armored Core, I think, drops a little bit, I do want to play it for everything you're saying. I I can see... I watched a lot of preview content for that game. It's not Souls-like at all. Like, other than maybe the fact that, you know, the design of that balance you're talking about, that really intricate balance of, like, yeah. designing yeah. your robot and, like that would be i guess be the closest thing to classes and how you like spec out your class in a dark souls mm-hmm. or an elden ring or whatever um but again it's, it, it seems very different it's just yeah, you don't start over at the beginning like you you do have checkpoints it's not souls like in the sense of like you lose all this progress and all this money and you got to restart everything like you yeah. have checkpoints if you get fucked up by by enemies but I can trust that the design being as intricate as it is in all the other games carries well, over to something like this pretty pretty well to, to fit the the mech genre, you know? And so far what's held me, and this makes sense because Metal Gear essentially is a mech game with a cool story of characters, but it's about a fucking mech. All of them are. They're just like, they, they toned down how crazy it was from the East, made it Western, and gave it Western character type stories. But essentially the way you're going to feel when you play this game is that rex escaped and is on the loose in environments that feel like metal gear hangers in some cases like you're all the environments. it has a very metal gear solid um look to it the way that the intercom system works and they speak to you with missions and stuff i mean i have a very like very intense background in love for mechs what my favorite thing all the time i talk about evangelion is a fucking mech series it's Mm -hmm. all about mechs that you you watch this show you think it's about a bunch of teenagers controlling robots similar to this right like a mercenary inside a thing doing missions and then it turns into like how the existence of the universe and how it comes to an end and what is the universe it's it's fucked so like i've always feel everything i've watched even gundam wing back in the day when i was Mm -hmm. a kid 
the, I think the thing that people misunderstand about mech, the mech genre, whether it be video games, anime, movies, whatever, Pacific Rim is the most northern mm. fucking whitewashed version of this. But it's just a catalyst to tell a really fucking cool story. It's never, yeah. besides it's Pacific Rim, it's, it's never cool. just about the robots. Like, here are some cool robots kicking some shit out of people. There's always some sort of underlining thing. And I know with... um with this game that the story is really light it is but um I, I i know there's some cool aspects to it as well and there's a lot of replayability i don't know like oh, once you beat sure. it it sounds like a game that you can go back and actually play yeah. different missions a different way and like all that 100 percent. like it's already very evident that you won't be able to buy everything in that part shop mm-hmm. with the money you get for missions you're gonna have to go back do it again and again and again and again man i think i've talked about this all the time with Alan Wake 2, I can't even look at my phone without pausing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, You'll I can't even do other stuff. Because I don't know. I, we're all the same. Everybody's the same nowadays. My phone dings fucking 24-7. And it's like, I have to now take breaks in the day to look over whatever has come in. Whether it be my Instagram feed or people messaging me or work or whatever it is. On, like, time off. Just looking at all this stuff. And you can't do that without Wake, which is fine. With Armored Core, I can literally be playing and listen to my discover weekly, which I never get through anymore because I'm so deep doing like work stuff or whatever. Discover weekly release radar on Spotify or my favorite songs and just go with this fucking game. You don't need audio. Like you might, I think when it gets a little bit harder, you might need to hear the spatial audio of where an enemy's coming from, but I doubt it so far. It's been pretty legit. I love highly recommend. Yeah. I, uh, I'll get to it one day. I'm, I'm pretty much drowning in the finals right now. Like I have not right. put this game down in the last like week since I got home. I have like a good 30 hours in it. I can't speak highly enough about this game. Still like it's day. I'm I'm buying stuff on like the Steam sale right now and I, I'm not even playing it. Like I'm trying to get through the Alan Wake 2 final draft and I'm like slowly getting through it because every time I boot up my computer, I just see the little fucking icon for the finals. I'm like, "Yeah, I can play like I can play like a game." And then it's like That's 6 like games hours. later. Yeah. And fuck, man, I'm I'm absolutely loving it. Um, I I wanted to get to to one story here because I was thinking the whole time, like I'm playing the finals on on PC, and the first week was really interesting. I was like, oh fuck, man, like this game is like it's kind of crazy. Like I'm playing on a gamepad, like I'm playing on the PS5 controller, and like I was I was wrecking shit. I was doing really well. It's not that I'm doing poorly now, but this game has gotten so sweaty. This is like the honeymoon phase is over. Everyone has settled into the meta. Everyone knows what fucking classes to use, what the best guns are, what the overpowered things are, the the plays to use, all this shit, right? So I'm playing it, and I was just like, man, like I'm still really enjoying this game, but it is night and day sweat compared to that first week. And I was like, I wonder what it would be like playing on just playstation like turn off cross play and just play with the console guys because I'm, I'm fucking using a playstation controller against pc players on mouse and keyboard and holding my own like i'm doing really well in this game but that thought came to me and then i fucking realized that i don't have playstation plus anymore oh no and i was like oh damn man because like i just don't need it right now like yeah, it yeah, renews yeah. in november for me every year and it came up and i'm like i'm i have so much shit to play and not a single one of those things requires PlayStation Online. So I dropped it. And this is the first time I realized since 
when did the service come alive? It was during the PS3 within the first couple years. We're talking oh, late two right, thousand. Right. I thought you meant the the essential extra. Premium. No, dude. I'm talking. I have I have been a member of PlayStation Plus since the day that it first launched. Well, probably 2013. Right, 10 years. Way older than that. Late 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, I can't, it's just, it's blown my mind that I was like, fuck man, like I've been a PlayStation user for so long and I've had this thing, like I never even thought about it. It was just a given that I would have this. So the first time in my life, I have so much shit to play that I didn't do it. And uh, I'm looking at my PlayStation 5 and I'm just like, man, like it's sitting there. I haven't really used it. I want, I'm going to be using it because I want to play both the the God of War uh, roguelike Moog and the fucking Last of Us one coming out yeah, on yeah, January nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, that new so, mode apparently is fucking legit. I'm gonna be playing both of those. Yeah. But uh, while I was thinking about all this, I came across a story, and, and these are the only types of stories that come out at the end of the year, and that is the roundup of sales from PlayStation throughout the year. And I was mm-hmm. absolutely shocked. I thought, like, if you had asked me before I saw this story, I, I would have been like, man, Xbox had a really good year. Because they did, like they they've been fucking crushing like um, Game Pass and all that. Game Pass has had some really good titles on it. I used Game Pass on PC for a while there, but I was I just my opinion, I guess, of Xbox this year has been like, okay, they're headed in the right direction. They're probably doing pretty well, and I, not to say they're doing poorly, but the story that I want to talk about is that PlayStation Five outsold Xbox consoles three to one in two thousand twenty three. <laughs> Richard, what happened, man? Hit me up. Let me know. <laughs> He's listening, maybe, and he'll be like, uh, "Can't talk about it." No, well, it's it's crazy, and not it's, it's not to shit on crazy. Xbox, right? Because like I don't think uh, there's been months where they've sold more and and whatever, but throughout the year, the the three to one is the number. Because normally That's in the past, weird. I think what was the end for PlayStation Four to the Xbox One? I think ended around like a two to one scale, yeah. something around there. PS4 so did really well. So for this year, like I, maybe it's maybe it's just because PS5s became more available. Like this was the year well, you so could did, get so one no matter Series what. So did Series X though. So did Series X around the same time. I remember talking to Richard and we were planning an ad campaign, and he's like, "Yep, like Series X is good to roll now." And that's when I was telling you, I think on a show, I was like, "Boo, dude, we should buy one because they're back." So around the same time the PS5 got inventory, Xbox Series X did too. What's crazy is that the, there's two consoles that PS5 is outselling, the Series S and the Series X, which is kind of nuts. Well, I mean, if we want to get into the whole Series S thing, I think in 2023, do not buy a Series S. I, like, I, I don't think they ever should have made it, first of all. I know what they were trying to do and be like, let's be consumer friendly and give people like a lower price point okay. console. Yeah it is fucking up their appeal because of what it's doing to a lot of the games. It fucked up Baldur's Gate completely. That was this yeah. like that yeah, was yeah, this yeah. year's. If you ask the industry what was the most breakout success, amazing game of the year type thing, Baldur's Gate 3. Couldn't be played on a series. Series S literally was the only thing holding it back. Yeah. It's out now and that's great. But that was what four four months solid of yeah. them having to hold it back. And I know there's other games that they are struggling to try and get, you know, cross-working across all these different systems. The Series S is holding it back. So I don't I don't think it's so much that it's beating two consoles. And, and honestly, have you... Let's be real. Since these both were announced, how many people have you heard being like, oh, fuck, I really want to get a PS5. I can't find them anywhere. 
I didn't hear a single person. I don't know one person that was like, yeah. "I'm di- where can I get a Series X? I can't find it. Where do I like?" Again, it's not to shit on them. It's just the reality of like, I don't know anyone that was dying to get their hands on it. And then you have people like me that just like, I would love to play a lot of the Xbox games that are stuck on that ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But I always said I was like, I would rather get a PC. And now that I have, I have no need for the console. So I, I'm. I'm not I'm not in their ecosystem still because I just I don't use Game Pass anymore. Um but yeah, I was looking at this story just thinking like damn, like I, I think it really did come down to the fact that they were just available now. Because even a few people I know that are casual gamers that mm. don't really have a, a a horse in any race. They they they're not they don't have an allegiance to anything, but they were all like I got to get that PS5. Yeah. I have to. And now they have one. And this was the year they got it. So it's it's just shocking to see the growth of Sony in 2023 for for their consoles to go up that percentage is uh, is kind of wild. I so I'm reading the article and it's interesting because they mention <clears throat> this article mentions that the new Switch will be out next year, which I don't know if that's confirmed. I guess there's been enough leaks. That it's maybe just heavy it leaks, yeah. So it'll be we'll see what happens there because that that's also like Nintendo's always the dark horse where it's like we don't care about Xbox and PS5. We're just gonna sell a bunch of weird kid games and like it always does really really well but um yeah what i what i think microsoft has going for them is the fact that somehow by the grace of god they were able to acquire activision blizzard and now from a content perspective they're arguably in a better spot than sony is so because i wonder like we talk about this all the time and games media has been talking about this for months no one has any fucking clue aside from that unfortunate insomniac leak no one has any clue what's going on with sony content wise for the next decade for the next like phase of ps5 so i think like my take would be that maybe now it's doing really well but i don't know man content could turn the tide for microsoft it just hasn't tipped yet. We keep saying it's going to. It hasn't. But we've been I think we've been will. saying it for ten years, and I've been I optimistic for a large portion of that, I know, and just dude, I keep getting disappointed. You're not wrong. It's, Activision it's Blizzard just... is like a history. We will be talking about the Activision Blizzard acquisition for decades. That's how that's how landmark it is, and I wonder if that is going to be the thing that changes the game. Maybe it doesn't, and maybe it doesn't. And listen, I'm a Sony pony, arguably more than most. <laughs> So like I'm you know I'm just saying both sides hard to say but like that all that being said man Last of Us Horizon Spider-Man fucking Ratchet and Clank like some of the Sony properties are like legendary like they are S tier level games and like what would you say is on the Xbox side with that Horizon maybe Well they've always had it used to be that trifecta Halo? right it used to be Halo Gears of War and Forza right? but if you look in 2023 none of those properties right. are smashing out the this game is what I mean. no one cares um the fuck the the one thing about Activision I really really hope and I don't know how much sway he actually had cuz it's it's not just him but now that Bobby Kotick is out mm. I fucking pray to god that stuff with Call of Duty actually changes for the better. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you followed Modern Warfare 3 and the whole story of how that game came to be, once it released, what it ended up being, the development cycle, all this stuff. That game is not doing well at all. And it was very clearly planned as expansion to Modern Warfare 2. Mm-hmm. But they pulled the thing way too late into development going, hey guys, you got to make this a full package release. 
you got to put in a zombies mode you got to put in a campaign you got to do the whole multiplayer everything and the game shows the lack of just i haven't played the campaign everything i've seen about it is like shockingly bad from a story point of view it's rushed you can beat it in like three hours or four hours or something like that the zombies mode apparently just like it's it's so detached from what even zombies has become zombies has evolved to a pretty crazy point but that that package really fucking fell apart and it's since 2019 like i warzone has been maintaining call of duty status right they that was a good move for them to make warzone it is a fucking fantastic mode but i really hope like this they finally they got it like xbox now owns activision they own call of duty which is crazy to think right Mm -hmm. but call of duty for the first time sales wise is not doing well and coinciding with the fact that they now own them is just such a shitty time for that to all happen so my fingers are crossed because i fucking love call of duty games man i haven't bought one in a while but i always used to argue that they gave you a solid package back like i'm trying to think like black ops 3 i think was i played like one since then but i'm gonna point out black ops 3 specifically because i remember that game came out and even then right people are just like dude another fucking call of duty and i'm like Yes, but let, just look at what you're getting for your money, okay? The single player in that game, it was pretty decent. I, it wasn't anything yeah, to like write home about, yeah. but it was fun. It was enjoyable, a good length, whatever. The multiplayer was fun as hell, fleshed out, absolutely incredible. The whole wall running thing Balanced. back then with the... It, it was just like a cool little yeah. new f- fun mechanic to use and shit. The zombies was absolutely incredible. They had like a free running mode in there. They had the, the arcade zombies mode, like... This was all, like, high-tiered stuff, and it wasn't recycled like they do now. Like, Modern Warfare 3 is literally just a flip of so much that came from Modern Warfare 2. So I've always argued that these games were, like, games that were worth your money. And just seeing what happened with Modern Warfare 3, um, I hope that moving forward we can do this. But this brings up the next story and what I really want to talk about. And that is the sustainability of AAA games and like you know AAA live service games like all the big big games in our industry right now not just like I want to talk about indies but those are a result of what we're going to talk about which is can we sustain what is going on with budgets with what's being pumped into these fucking massive titles like you just you just listed like Last of Us Spider-Man Horizon like all these games in that insomniac leak we didn't talk about this last week we talked about the leak but this one part of the story we we didn't touch on it came out that spider-man 2 for playstation 5 cost 300 million dollars yeah in order to be profitable i think it was something i had it here at 7.2 million copies need to be sold i don't think they've hit that yet they will for okay. sure they will but like every 300 million, by the way, is three times the cost of Spider-Man 1 back in 2018. That's kind of wild. It's wild, but this this is the conversation I think we had a few episodes ago where I've, I've been trying to make the point where people looked at Spider-Man 2 and they're just like, it's the same map, it's the same animations, it's the same this, it's the same the that. Pop the hood, understand what's happening there. Well, and they just toss it as like a fucking, it's just a sequel. It didn't do anything impressive. It's like, well, okay, here's where we're at, though. 
these we are getting to the point where these budgets and the scope and the time that gets put into making these games has gotten larger and larger and larger and it's just it's just like a profitability for a company right it, it has to be year over year more and more and more and more until you get to a point there is always in every industry across the world and no matter what you do there will always be a point where that is going to stop and slow down mm -hmm. and get completely fucked sideways until you figure out a solution. I think we're approaching that with AAA games, with what's happening with live service. Live services is kind of the answer to that, actually, because people are now just trying to make a game that can be profitable over time exponentially. Yeah. But Sony, like the, we're talking about Sony right now, and they are in a bit of a pickle to your point in the future of like, they have built their reputation on these unforgettable masterpiece single player experiences that are these fucking grand adventures, 30 hours in, in playtime. And they're at the top of the class. But clearly, through this leak, they're costing fucking $300 million. And in that same leak, there's all talks about uh, across Sony Studios, there's, there's layoffs, there's cuts being made. Yep. Apparently, there's a closure of a studio we don't know about in the, like, the pretty close future so i guess the question is like from your point of view do, what do you think needs to change because we cannot this can't keep no one can do the gta 6 thing where the, the game costs two fucking billion dollars like they they can if they can if they can if they can get to the point rockstar's at which not a lot can but i think there's a couple of things here so i worked with a guy at amazon they used to work at Procter & Gamble. He'll remain nameless for reasons that will be obvious in a second. And every time I meet somebody that worked for a company I'm not familiar with, Procter & Gamble being one of them, because you hear all kinds of things. P&G, for anyone who doesn't know, owns hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of brands. Most of the toothpaste, soap, pet food, cereal is owned by Procter & Gamble. Maybe not cereal, but everything else. Clean, anything you use to clean your house, anything you use to brush your teeth, anything, any type of personal hygiene shit is Procter & Gamble or Unilever. Here's what Procter & Gamble would do when, because you're right, every company is the same. They got to grow year over year, every year until it breaks. And then there's a bit of a reset and they go back to growing and growing and growing. And the, the, the point is that you come out with new products or new experiences that attract more consumers that help you grow and take market share away from your competitors. That's the goal of every business. But what Procter & Gamble would do, I asked this guy, I'm like, tell me something about Procter & Gamble that would shock me. And he's like, when we were down on toothpaste sales, we would make the hole the toothpaste comes out of in the tube 0.1 millimeters bigger. And we knew mathematically by making the hole bigger, people would use X amount more toothpaste and buy more and we would hit our sales number. 18 months, two years down the road. That's why you see Reese peanut butter cups getting smaller. That's why you see cereal bags are only half full. That's why Lay's sells fucking air in a bag with a quarter bag of potato chips. That's all shrinkflation. That's all let's reduce the amount we're giving you and charge you more. I don't know why it's doing that. <laughs> Discord like to det detect I have my thumbs up or something. Yeah, apparently. Anyways, um, video games can't do that because one of the key problems with video games is that the expectations of what's going to be delivered in that package cannot go backwards. You can't make the fucking hole the toothpaste comes out of bigger. You can't shrink the size of a Reese peanut butter cup. You just need to make a better game that's up to spec on the new technology 
that people are going to buy more of than they did last year. So this is absolutely not sustainable. We well, and this is a very good example being Spider-Man 2 because so many fucking people were just like, oh man, like, I don't know. It's the same, it's the same game and like they're reusing this and they're reusing that and the game still costs 300 million. So it, we, we've talked about this so many times about like players just want everything to be so exciting and so amazing and blow their fucking socks off every single time. You can't do that. With yeah. every single game, sometimes it yeah. has to be incremental increases. Yeah. Sometimes That's it needs it. to be an indie. Sometimes it needs to be a Redfall. Sometimes it needs to be fucking Hi-Fi Rush. Sometimes, which was a great game, but didn't cost three hundred million. Sometimes we have to be okay with you know, and, and same thing with movies. Like I remember Matt Damon did an interview once, and he talked about the fact that like when DVDs went away, mm, they ca- they this. couldn't make they couldn't make just fucking rom coms anymore. Because they were too expensive to make based on how much they would bring in. Because now they didn't have DVD sales. Back mm-hmm. in the day, they, they would be able to count on X amount for box office. And you could double that with DVD sales and yeah. rental. That's gone now. Streaming fucked everybody in the movie industry. So now they can't make. like Matt Damon's like, I had scripts and pre-production. Because he's a director and an executive producer now. Mm-hmm. He's like, we had movies in the can ready to go. Couldn't release them when Netflix went huge because no one's going to fucking buy them. No one's like people aren't going to go to the theater to watch like a rom-com with Matt Damon in it. Hmm. Or a drama like it just doesn't work. It's got to be a Marvel movie that makes a billion dollars or you're not going to do it. It's the same thing with games. We're just we're at an inflection point and the profitability is scary and you can see like we talk about all the time live service is sort of the solution but players hate it. The industry hates it, games media hates it. So where does it go? Like my, my feeling is that if you could release a game that felt AAA and had options to use some of this live service stuff if you wanted, but it still had a single player offline experience that was kind of cool, maybe that would be the solution. I don't know. And finding better ways to utilize fucking AI for less cost. But the other problem that's compounding all this is that the games industry, as you know intimately, hired way too many fucking people over the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and they inflated themselves way too big and they thought oh the games industry is massive it's going to keep going it's like no it's not everybody went back to work and they don't have time and i don't think what i don't think anybody really understood is return to office i don't think anybody myself included thought that every company was going to be like oh shit we need to stimulate the economy and not have commercial real estate crash otherwise we're fucked Everybody needs to come back minimum three days a week. That happened overnight in the last six months. And that's what's fucking everything. Because there was people in between meetings would play an hour a PlayStation. They can't anymore because they're at the fucking office. And they can't remote play with a backbone while their boss is watching them. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? So, it's, I don't know, man. I don't really have the answer. I just, I feel like just based on business math alone that this is not going to go well in the next five years or so. Well, with the amount of things that have changed in the gaming industry, fuck. You think back to when we were kids and how simple it was. Okay. Like, I always think that this is, again, I'm just going to keep going back to Spider-Man because I, I've had this conversation with you. I've talked to, like, Derek at length about it. It, it, it grinds my gears. A lot of people love Spider-Man, too, but I, I just there's this huge side of the argument. And it happened with God of War um, Ragnarok, Ragnarok, too, where they're like, oh, the fucking boat animation was reused. Guys, 
do you fucking understand how hard it is to make a game? And how lucky, how fucking lucky you little shits are to get any sequel at all to your favorite franchises? It's, yeah. it's insane that you're getting this content. I think back to Uncharted, okay? Uncharted came out. It was like 2007, 2006, whenever that, when that game dropped. It was like the, the OG launch on the PS3. The game's still awesome. It's awesome. Fuck anyone that's just like, it's dated, old game is old. No, that game is fucking great. But it was bare bones. It was, you were Nathan Drake, you had like a handful of weapons. Literally, I think there was like five, six different weapons. You could throw a grenade. You could do like very minimal things. That was the game. You, You used cover, and that was kind of it. And then you look, if you take that game, and then you look at Uncharted 2, and compare them directly... It was incremental steps. They just made things smoother. The graphics were just a little bit better. You got a few more weapon options. There was just these little... The set pieces were a lot fucking cooler. It wasn't a totally radical different game. But is Uncharted 2 better than Uncharted 1? Like a thousand times. It is such a better game. Because they took what they worked on. They recycled a lot of what they had built. And they improved upon it to build a better game. That is, like, I was happy with that back in the day. And then we got Uncharted 3, and Uncharted 3 was great. I still think 2, I liked maybe just the story better. But they, they did the same thing. They just, like, upped the graphics. They, they smoothed some animations. They gave you a little bit more gameplay options. Not a radically different game. It's not even, like, Uncharted 3 to Uncharted 4 was that radically different. But what happened to people being satisfied with that? Now it's, like, the, the cry from the community seems to be, like, well, if you're going to fucking make... A sequel it has to literally blow my fucking brain sideways at how absolutely incredible it has to have new technology graphics i've never seen before gameplay i've never experienced before it's like guys what the fuck like what does it do what do you want because that it's not reasonable to ask for that and when you look at the budgets that these games have and they're delivering you know from a spider-man 1 to a spider-man 2 and it still costs them 300 million dollars there's got to be concessions somewhere. And that's where I think, like, not enough people play indies. That's the other thing. I know a lot of casual gamers don't care about this at all. But if you're playing games constantly and you're trying to explore, like, what the realm of video games has to offer, and you just never play indies, I almost don't even feel bad for you if you're, like, frustrated at the current climate of video games. Because you have your AAA things. You have these things that you wait so fucking long for and they finally come out and then you still complain about them but then you're like i want innovation i want creativity i want like something new and fresh play an indie play any play inscription man anything from devolver literally anything (laughs) speaking of devolver i just bought um devolver bootleg on pc it's no joke this game is just a game that devolver made that bootlegs all of its own games that's so instead of Hotline Miami, there's Hotline Milwaukee. Oh and God. it's just the shittiest fucking version of Hotline Miami. <laughs> like, it's so good. The game was $1.50. This is the other thing. And the last point I, I kind of want to make on this is, like, just fucking support the studios that you want to stand behind as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're frustrated with what's going on, but like, if you bought Modern Warfare 3 and you're someone who complains about like games being the same and not doing this or that, I don't feel bad for you. 
that if you knew even the smallest bit about the story behind Modern Warfare 3, you might not have spent the money on that game. Give your money to, like, explore what else is out there. Explore all the other fucking people spending their entire lives trying to create some cool-ass experience because there's so many games out there. It's the whole shop local thing. It's like, do you want to buy your fucking strawberry jam from a local farmer's market that makes a quality product you can get behind and that you enjoy? Or do you want to have it delivered to your house by fucking Amazon? Decide. Because one is going to be a drop in the bucket for a billion dollar company that will still lay off 500,000 fucking people whenever they feel like it. And one will ensure that somebody can fucking eat tomorrow. So like it really, like there's a whole like morality to it also if you if you're that kind of person. And some and like it's not like these games are shitty. These games are just more creative in a different way. It's just the polish is not the same. Mm. And I think like that's why I play indies. Like inscription is amazing, to your point. Like that game is a game I usually wouldn't play, but I was like, I'm gonna give this a shot because it seems completely unhinged. And it is, and that's amazing. Yeah, like I didn't even know that type of game existed until I played it. And exactly. I was like, oh shit, games can be... It's just like Alan Wake 2, right? Like the mesh of, of mediums where you're like, what the fuck? Like this is a... It's a movie, but it's well, a game. And like they're talking about the fact that it's a movie and a game and a, a show written about a book. And like, you know what I mean? It's, so, it's true. Well, and here's here's the thing. Here's, here's what I find really interesting. And it kind of intersects with what I do at work with TikTok. Because what does TikTok do probably better than any other platform out there? Entertain. It entertains and it helps you discover things that entertain you that you never would have thought of. Mm. Because it's not based on a social graph of stuff you follow. It's based on what you interact with and what entertains you, right? Spotify did the same thing. Because I interviewed, do you know know who Not A Surf is? They're like a really old punk band, sort of. They probably crucify for saying they're punk. Alternative, alternative. I interviewed them because back when I was doing a podcast, we had this guy who worked on Jay Brody's show who was like, he would call up and be like, we have the number one podcast in Canada. You need to come on it. And he would just like sell us as being this incredible show. And I got to interview Jay Onright from TSN. I got to interview fucking Not A Surf, all these, all these different people. Anyways, Not A Surf. I said, what do you think about Spotify? And he's like, here's the thing about Spotify. If you like chocolate, you can eat chocolate every single day. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all your snacks. You can have it in the middle of the night. Chocolate, 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 chocolate. But if you never look for anything else, you might not realize that you like marshmallows too. You might not realize you like graham cracker and putting those all together makes a good s'more. That was literally his quote on my show. It's a great quote. And I was like, that is such a good point. And, and shortly after that interview, <laughs> we got to the place where Discover Weekly became a thing. Mm. And Discover Weekly is literally, if you listen to that, and by the way, anybody out there, if you have Spotify, like fucking listen to Discover Weekly because it literally tunes itself to who you are and surfaces things you might like based on the music you've already listened to and surfaces it to you. We need something with games like this because I think the problem is that we're in this sea of video games that have been created over the last like fucking decades. And it's like based on what I've played and the PS store does this a little bit. They need to do it better and serve me up what I should play on PlayStation plus what I should buy on the store that I would like based on what I've played, not what I own. Cause we all just download those free games. We have games in our library. We never play. Everything's the Kleenex and throw away surface me something that I've never touched or looked at the description for 
and tell me to play it and tell me that the reason they're showing it to me is because it's based on Alan Wake and Spider-Man being games you played a lot. Mm. And give me that shit. Because I feel like if that if gamers were to just discover more instead of just eating chocolate every day, that might help solve this problem a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think it's a lot of the casual crowd too. Like it is the people who play like NHL only or Call of Duty mm. only that are like the loud voices yeah. online. Yeah. And then a lot of people who play a lot of games, I think, understand it a little better. Like, I, I'm totally fine if we start balancing out this crazy production. You, you guys don't have to... Spider-Man 2 was a fucking incredible game. You guys don't have to do a $300 million thing. Like, if, if it got to the point that they started kind of slimming down the size of games, I'd be totally fine with that. We yeah. don't need these games to be as crazy as they are. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take because this is such a crazy well, moving puzzle of many people working on a big project. And, and every we've talked about this before. Every studio works differently. Every project is done differently. Mm. So this isn't just like a blanket solution you can make. But I think we are at the point where we are going to start seeing a lot of this shit crack. And or you know what? You're just going to end up seeing the sequels to your favorite games take even longer and you're gonna have to have those those smaller games in between to support it's just like what actors do right they take on a bunch of projects that they don't really care to do but they have to do so they can do the one project they want to do it's kind of a similar vibe well yeah it's art you know what i mean and i think we just need to have if the video game industry is going to continue to grow it needs to attract more players or take existing players and get them playing something that's not fucking just madden you know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's definitely part of it. And because people's time is finite. If everyone's going back to the office and they're not playing games as much and buying games as much and that's the problem we're seeing, it's like make it so that when I sit down with a controller, and I feel this way, I know you feel this way. Every time I sit down with a controller, I am elated and I feel a sense of calm come over my body because I know I'm about to do something awesome. And that something awesome could be Armored Core, it could be Inscription, it could be Spider-Man, it could be fucking Hotline Miami, it could be it could be NHL because I played I used to be an NHL guy too. I still play like here and there with whatever games included, you know. And I think if we can encourage just that on a more broad scale, I think we'd be in a good place. The challenge right now too is that there's not a lot of marketing dollars to articulate that experience. And get people pulled in. Because realistically, there's a bunch of people out there, and I talk to them, I'm sure you do too, where they're like, mm, I th- the PS5 looks cool, but like, I don't really play video games. And th- some of those people, if hit with the right marketing message enough times, would be like, you know what? I don't fucking, I don't smoke meat. I don't fish. I don't, I don't know World War II trivia. Maybe gaming's my thing. Because <laughs> that's basically what I did. It's basically what I did in the pandemic. I was like, I don't really have any hobbies. And I kind of enjoy gaming, but I don't do it to the depth that like Alan does it or that other people I know do it. Maybe I should get into it. I got a lot of time. I got to stay in the house. It's the perfect thing. And now I've kept doing it. Some people, other people have it. So I think it's like, it's about reaching the right people with the right message. And that's the shit that gets cut. Sorry, we can't promote this game because we hired 5,000 people because we thought life (laughs) was going to be awesome and everyone was going to be at home forever. Yeah. What a world. I know. What are you going to do? 
But I don't know. We're not we're not the ones to solve this problem, but it's an interesting thing. To no, it's just going to be something we'll, like I'm sure we'll see more and more of. And and like I think this is why we're seeing a lot of shit. Like this is why a lot of the layoffs are happening. There was way too big of a scope. Tried to tried to make way too big of a game or too big of a project or bring too many people on. The project got out of hand. Deadlines weren't met. Like it's it just mm. it's such a delicate balance and I think it'll be interesting like the next fucking decade of video games is going to be really weird, I think. I'm not going anywhere. It's not like I'm going to back out of it, but I think this is going to be something that um like it's going to change drastically. And I don't know what the fuck direction it's going to go in, but anyways, at least it's the holidays. And there are some free games afoot. I know you're not a PC gamer, but I want to talk real quick about the some Epic PC Store. Games. Because the Epic has this... Re- I saw the best fucking TikTok uh, uh, putting this together. And it was basically just a guy acting as like the CEO of Epic, talking to like another person working at Epic, being like, okay, so when we open the Epic Store, we're going to have this really cool feature where every couple of weeks we give away a free game. We'll give we'll give away two free games a month. And I was like, that's a really fucking cool idea. Yeah, 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 I, I, I guess. Um, so what what's the purpose of that? Well, to get them onto the Epic Store. Like, it'll bring in people to browse the store. They'll collect their free game, and then we might get some people making some purchases. And the guy's like, okay, cool. I see where you're going with that. What's going to happen when uh, people just take their free game and just dip? Uh, I don't know, but forget about that. How about we also lock down exclusive deals that are cut from Steam? So perfect example is Alan Wake 2. Let's spend millions and millions of dollars to make sure that certain titles and publishers don't release their titles on Steam and only release them on Epic for, let's say, like a year. Okay, cool. So you're you're saying we're going to spend a lot of money on locking down these exclusive deals for for a certain time period. We're also gonna be paying incredible amounts of money to purchase these games to give away twice a month. Um, So again, what what happens when people just go to the Epic Store, claim their free game, and do nothing else in the store? And there's just no answer for it. And that person is me. I have never, other than Alan Wake, because I was forced to, I have literally never gone on the Epic Store to buy anything. And it's not because I'm like, I don't care about Epic. I just, everything I have is on Steam. There's very few games that are exclusive to Epic that, like Alan Wake 2, is the only reason I boot up the launcher is to play fucking Alan Wake 2. But that being said, they've been giving away games all of December, just completely free. And my library is expanding. So, like, dude, I got Fallout 3, uh, game of the year edition Ghostwire Tokyo the Outer Worlds the whole fucking space I think it's called Spacer's Choice Edition so it's like the oh, nice. deluxe with all the DLC Curse to Golf like they're just giving away games I my library right now I, how many fucking games do I have I should go through and see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20. oh it says at the top I <laughs> guess guess how many games that I have in my epic thing, I have not paid for any of them except Alan Wake. How long have you been collecting them for? Did you say that mm, Like a couple of years. 300. Oh, God, not the May. 87. The May. 80, that's still a lot of games. 87 I I games. 300 on PS Plus, and I'm like, this is part of the problem. I just, there's too much 
choice browser. But this is the thing. It's not like PS Plus where I have to be a member of PS Plus to access those games. These are mine forever. So it's a great program. I'm not complaining. I just think it's a... I don't know how... Like Epic is losing money on the Epic Store, and this is clearly why. (laughs) Like, dude, I have Grand Theft Auto V. I have all the... Every Borderlands game. I have the Stranger Things game. I haven't fucking played that. Like a Roller Coaster Tycoon and like Overcooked 2, Sonic Mania, fucking Ukulele, Alien Isolation, all the Tomb Raider games. Wow. Like it's insane. I haven't I haven't spent a dime other than Alan Wake 2 and I have 87 games on this launcher. Crazy. Speed so while you while you're on that topic, you know what I just noticed that I have to tell you about before I forget? Uh, PlayStation Store is running a deal, and right now the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One is twenty percent off. So, loading it up. Bucks. Let me see. Is Poppy Playtime on PlayStation? Excuse me. Is that what I was seeing? That's another. That's a game you should fucking try and play. It Poppy is. Playtime. Oh my oh, god. That's the crazy horror one, right? Yeah. Only Chapter One, which is weird. Um, how much is it with 20% off? Like 60 bucks? 64, 64 bucks. Mm, I'm, prob- I'm probably going to wait. I feel like I'm going to wait too, only because they haven't changed anything about those games. Yeah, it's just literally, it's unlocking the ability to play it with a dual sense is all it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, do I want it on PC? Do I want it on my PS5? I don't know. I mean, would it look better? I don't think so. I think they all just run the exact same. Mm, Except on Switch. Apparently on Switch, they're they're garbage. Interesting. One other thing I have uh, while we're talking about all this stuff, uh, I have a story quickly about the headset you're wearing, the PS5 mm. Pulse 3D headset. How are your ear caps? Oh, falling your... apart completely. Okay. Like so, every time I wear them, I have black little bits all over my ears because they're okay. just completely disintegrating. So are you just like, I don't want to buy a new headset too expensive? Is that why you haven't bought a new one? Or like what, what has sound- gone through your mind about this? There's nothing wrong with the sound quality. It works perfectly fine. It still feels comfortable. It's not like ruining the comfortability. Mm. It's just the fact that that outer shell of plastic yep. is falling off. That's it. Because it's like pleather. Apparently you can just buy those. That's what I did. So oh, that's what I okay. wanted to tell you. So I literally, for 20 bucks on Amazon, bought ones that are made of material, like the material my chair is made of, mm. instead of the vinyl, this fucking pleather bullshit yeah. that falls apart on every set of headphones any of us have ever had. Because when you sweat or yeah. just whatever... It, this is what happens. So I bought like like material ones. I'll show you. You're coming to pick up the boys tomorrow. I'll show you if you when you come in what they look like, and they're legit. Twenty bucks, and I just Sweet. changed them. So PSA for anyone out there, because uh, my my mind because I'm just a psycho. My mind immediately went to fuck. Gotta buy a new headset now. Then <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. Let's step back. Can I change these fucking things? I looked it up online. Yes, you can. And you yeah, can get twenty bucks are, is a lot better than one hundred and fifty like, exactly. or whatever the hell. You can it get is. you can get camo ones. You can get red ones. You can get any color you want, any material you want. They're Amazon's littered with them. So I wanted to make sure I let you know because I figured you bought that headset same time I did, and it's probably falling apart. Even my uh, even the PS4 ones. I have like a pink pair, and it's just they're gone. There's no more of the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that stuff left. And I wear them at the gym, and like. For the longest time, I would just like be doing something. I would just see pink dust fall from my oh, ear. I'm like, this is ghetto as hell, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People probably wonder what the fuck I'm doing. But I know they don't fit your ears that well, so it's brutal. But yeah, really cool. It's funny. I see you have uh, Curse to Golf on here. That is that on sale right now? No, it was like it was free on the Epic Store. So I have it on PC now. Oh, I I bought it on PlayStation a long time that ago. That fucking game. That fucking game. 
we need to we need to beat that game because right? people talk about Elden Ring and Dark Souls <laughs> and all this shit. You have not played Curse to Golf. This game is so fucking hard and so unforgiving when you lose. Like the fact that it just boots you back to the beginning is not fair. I and and the okay, can we just talk about for a second when you face a boss in Curse to Golf, they oh, cheat. Oh, they do. No, they straight That's up insane. cheat. And it's not even like they show you like, oh, they're they're using like a hack and it's in the lore of the game for some reason. No. They just straight, straight up, up teleport cheat. to be one move behind you, no matter what you do. I know. That's We've not done okay. Some crazy creative moves. And they're just like, Oh, yep, we're right here behind you. Insane. That game, for anyone who hasn't played it, check that out on any of the systems. It is it is basically a golf game where you have to you have a certain amount of strokes you get bonus shots you get little balls that explode and fly further and do all these things and you're basically trying to go down this like maze of a golf course to get into the hole and it's a roguelike so to Alan's point if you blow it on the 11th hole you're back to hole one and it's it's insane it is absolutely unforgiving um, the last thing I want to ask you about before we wrap up, you said mm. you beat the Alan Wake Two Final Draft mode. I did. I've been on a I've been on a tear beating games. So I beat Mario Wonder a hundred percent. All the medals, all the flags, all the coins, all the wonder seeds, all the badges, which it was crazy. And when when you go to do it, bro, you'll know exactly what level I'm talking about at the very end of the game. The badge challenge. Tell me when you get there and how fucking spicy this level is. <laughs> okay, it's crazy. Uh, so beat that. I beat Cyberpunk. I chose to. Should I talk about the end of Cyberpunk, the vanilla? And it's not yeah, Phantom sure. Liberty. Yeah, yeah. So I chose to be uploaded into the machine. I think was oh, the ending. Interesting. Okay. So that's that's the one. That's the the option I had was to like go back into the real world and like maybe die or probably die based on what was going on with that biochip or be uploaded my conscious uploaded into a machine. I chose that. So that's how Cyberpunk ended. Great game great game uh and then alan wake final draft so where are you at in it so i uh, like you alan, i'm right? going through all of alan's all Isn't that the a cool way. way to play that yeah. isn't it like a better like you can almost feel the spiral of that game when you're just doing alan yeah and then once i'm done like i'll go back i'll do sagas till the end and all that so, so his i'm only at the part um i'm just about to end enter parliament tower for the first time oh okay i was gonna say so you have to go back to parliament tower i think four times before the last time is when they'll stop letting you be alan and they boot they're like you have it literally the in the goals menu it's like progress yeah. saga story is what it says okay it will not open up parliament tower you basically drop the pictures from alice's photo gallery into a shoebox and then they're like you have to go play a saga now for like mm. 10 hours <laughs> yeah. to get to caught up to where you need to be so i think the game was meant to be played the way you and i played it the first time which i was happy to see like mm. clearly that was the better way but having played it once doing all of alan then all of saga and then at the end they force you to go back and forth a couple yeah. of times um to, till the end of the game which you know what i didn't realize the last save you have before the end of the game is when you see i think it's when you see scratch in the cell or something like that. That's the last time you have to save. And then there's like three chapters after that. There's no save point, mm. which is kind of weird. But anyway, um, I played it. There are, I'm sure you've seen it already. There's more videos. There's more TVs that turn on. And I've you seen can a watch few so videos. far, yeah. 
there's more there's like dark poems and more manuscript pages that explain things a bit more and the ending goes a bit longer i won't tell you interesting how. okay but the ending it explains a little bit more which i think is kind of cool overall like pretty good new game new game plus loved playing with all the weapons i i was <laughs> bummed out that they did not fucking carry over your supplies and listen, like I, oh, I fair, get a lot of people fair. like, well, I want the grind. It's like that's fine, yeah, but like yeah, it's yeah. new game plus. Like Save you can, yeah, you can play the game over if you want. I want like, I, it's not that I like. Patches. Dude, my whole thing that in the shoe box when you go to check your patches inventory, pills. <laughs> filled to the brim with supplies, yeah. and I just thought it was fun. Okay, like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna blast everything away. I'm gonna play yeah. this again. Yeah. I'm gonna use up all my flares and my fucking shotgun ammo and all this i'm gonna have How so good much is fun the rocket flare? How good is that it's great flare? and this is what i'm saying i wanted to be able to use it without concern and it's none of it's there and i'm like guys this is not again. going i'm gonna sound like that old man just being like back in my day when there was new game plus you'd actually <laughs> have all the things you fucking finish the game with you know That's they didn't true, take yeah. away Resident stuff for no for reason that. Well, they yes, kept the exactly. charms. They kept the charms, which was cool. Well, they got rid of the uh, the duplicates of you know the one that if you die it like breaks and you don't die yeah. Yeah. the coffee yeah. mug yeah. or whatever. I liked eight of those. Yeah. They got rid of all of them and left me with one. Ugh. Like, like why? why? <laughs> it's new why? game plus. Why? It was. I mean, that was rushed. I think we want to talk about rush, rushing things. I feel like new game plus for Alan Wake Two was rushed. Well, hey man, it, we still got two more got actual it, DLCs. We didn't talk about this last week, so real quick, because we're gonna wrap up pretty soon. Um, with um, with the actor um, James McCaffrey, right? With him passing, that might seriously affect the future yeah. of where really they were gonna Alex take Casey in it. Yeah, yeah like I, I don't know if he was he was definitely part of the DLCs, so maybe they had that wrapped and in the maybe. can. But wh- whatever they they could have had an Alan Wake well, three planned. Or a Max Payne something. Like, I don't know. I don't know where the SAG AF... Or what was it? AFTRA? AFTRA? What's the other SAG? Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. The Writers and Actors Union. I don't know where they ended on this with streaming and how this affects video games. But AI is easily... Will easily be able to take samples... voice. Take samples of his voice from the game that already exists and recreate whatever they need to recreate for DLC. I just don't know... If his family is like going to be cool, yeah. There's a bunch like, of you know what I mean. There's a lot of things in general. That. The industry and and I get it. Like a lot of voice actors are not about that. Did I, did I tell you like the finals? All the announcer voices are completely AI. Oh no, you didn't like tell a, me that. That makes sense though. Two actors, so there's like a female and a male voice went into yeah. a recording studio and recorded a bunch of lines. Fox jumps over the lazy dog. I don't know what the fuck they, they recorded the because <laughs> if you listen to it, like it. I don't know why they needed to do it this way. They could have just had them voice the lines that you hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's that's a sticky fucking topic too. Like It really is. It's a sticky topic, and I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I Here's the thing. I'm one of those people. I'm supportive of, a, of people getting to understand how to use AI the right ways because you're not going to stop it. Mm. I, I just think there's a lot of complexities with that stuff. But, yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm looking forward to deal. I like I told you, man. I drop anything I'm doing. Oh yeah, anything the second I'm doing that drops to play Alan Wake too. I'm just like that is my, like yeah, like second favorite game of all time, like Metal Gear One, and then this game, like it's so fucking good. And then what I love about Final Draft and you'll love it too is they do tie stuff up better than they did in the original game. 
Nice. Okay. The final draft. I'm enjoying the fuck out of playing it again. Like right? just in general, so that good. game is is so good. So good. It still I, yeah. shocks me how good it looks. And then like there's just there's certain little touches and moments like when they choose to play music or, or swell yeah. a sound yeah. or just the way a scene plays out. That I'm like, this is like masterfully done. Like it's it really so is. good. It really is. So I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, I think I think that should be it. Like we said, pretty casual week. Um, not much to, to, to talk about, but we, we did it. We made a show. And by the time we talk next week, it's going to be New Year's. It's going to be 2024. Right? Yeah, wild. Yikes. 2019 was five years ago. That kind of freaks me out a little bit, to be honest. On that note, that's going to be it from us. Thanks to everyone for listening. And we'll catch you all in 2024.